0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Justin Aguirre Podcast. This is Justin Aguirre. It's been a while. We haven't made a podcast in a while, but I'm back on and we're doing this and I got my cousin in my room with me and his name is Jose Rojas and he has got a message today about something that's popular to a lot of kids his age and mainly younger and he's going to talk to us about gaming what is gaming i'm sure you've heard that word maybe you're a parent you have kids maybe you yourself are younger whatever it is it's very popular in our age group with millennials and the x generation and yeah i just want to talk about it and the implications of it what it all means where it might be going and yeah hope you learned something new today so enjoy the show and this is jose Jose, my cousin, my primo. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, what's up, guys?
0: This is Jose, guys. He's my cousin. He's been my cousin all my life. And he lives three houses away from me. And he came over. We're going to watch a little Netflix. And we started having a conversation. And I thought, let's put this on the podcast. So I want to talk to you today, Jose. About gaming, when was the, or er, what's the earliest memory you have of gaming, and l- let me ask you this before I say what's the earliest memory in your definition, what is gaming? Just so our audience knows, like when I say the word gaming, what does that
1: mean? Well, over the years, my definitions like really changed on that. Like if you would ask me this like five years ago, I'd probably say gaming's like only done on a console or on a computer but i feel like it ranges like a lot more than that like you can say gaming can be like through chess like that's a game like who's like mm-hmm. who are we like restrict like what gaming is mm. but if you want to like get down to the specifics then i would say gaming yeah it's it's like done through a computer or um a console, PlayStation or Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go back to your question, my earliest memory is probably eight years old. Eight years old. Yeah. Okay,
0: because all right. So when I think of a game, like I think of Nintendo. That's the first word that comes when I think of gaming. And the reason I use the word gaming is that that's just the word I hear tossed around a lot, but I know that gaming means so much more. But when I when I think of it, I just think of Nintendo, I think of Super Nintendo, I think of Mario Brothers, and like that's about it. And then I know there was PlayStation and Nintendo 64. I'm 31 and that's pretty much like where I left off with Nintendo in my in my early days. But I know that there's been like a revolution and there's been a change and there's so much more with the rise of technology um but when 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 i hear kids talk about when i say kids i mean anywhere from like yeah eight years old to 18 what does gaming include like what are some examples of games and where do you play
1: them okay so as of right now there's three main competitors in the console world What's a console? Okay, so a a console, specifically a game console, is like kind of a separate device. Sort of like, I guess, uh, a DVD player. It kind of looks like that. Okay. And it's like, it's become everything. You can, well, for the PS4, PlayStation 4 by Sony, you can use it as a media player. Mm -hmm. And, well, also the Xbox by Microsoft. Meaning, you can use Netflix on there. You can use Spotify on there. You can put your DVDs in there and use it as a Blu-ray player. Mm-hmm. So it's really becoming like everything. Um, you don't really need um, a cable box anymore if you're not looking to spend money on cable. It can be like your entire entertainment system in the living room. Got it. And so you have... In order to be a
0: gamer, what, kind, what do I need? Is what I, is what I really want to know. I need a laptop... Like, what's the main device I need to practice these games on?
1: I mean... As a, um, You can... If you... A lot of people in the gaming world, quote-unquote, really look down upon, like, mobile gamers. Like, the people that play Candy Crush and Clash of Clans and stuff like that. So, like, if you ask somebody that has a console, like, oh, like, do you consider people... That play those type of games gamers they'd probably tell you no mm-hmm. so my definition of a gamer would probably be yeah someone that plays on a computer or somebody that plays on one of these consoles either playstation xbox or now um the switch the nintendo switch yeah yeah i heard that's big yeah that's big.
0: So, so you were saying okay so we got mobile devices we're not gonna count that i get that like candy crush you know you could play uh whatever it's called angry birds or whatever but when, when i think about gaming like i'm thinking about like big timers like we're gonna need a laptop a nintendo 64 playstation the new thing
1: stitch what were you saying are the three main competitors what were those okay that's the nintendo switch okay the uh playstation 4 okay and the Xbox One. And the Xbox One. Those are the three main
0: competitors. And then within those three competitors, there's obviously games on those consoles. Consoles. Yeah, but right? also
1: in addition to that, there's PC. PC, which is? uh, computer. Your laptop. And you can do everything on that as well. Yeah, but there's like different... um. There's Steam, which is like kind of like the main um, launcher that everyone uses. Mm-hmm. There's also the Epic Games launcher, the Origin launcher um but like pc gaming has really grown in the last few years due to like prices really coming down so i would really consider them like a fourth big player because you don't really have to um buy these big games and spend 60 dollars on big games on pc since there's so many smaller titles
0: got it got it all right so now we're talking like a lot of different consoles competitors yeah when we talk about gaming (laughs) and now i want you to give me just some examples of some games on these consoles okay so in like popular games and where i find them are they available on every console no like how does it how does it work there's
1: actually exclusives meaning exclusive titles to different consoles so the switch um playstation and xbox all have their own exclusives meaning They all have different games that are only exclusive to their consoles Mm -hmm. which is a big selling point in some people's eyes so the playstation has big games such as um uncharted which just uh they just had their fourth game in this generation they also have bloodborne um i think overwatch might be an exclusive for them i don't know but they they have like a, a lot of big games uh xbox has halo have you ever heard of that? Yeah,
0: that's really popular, Yeah,
1: right? I mean, it was, um, they're kind of, like, um, fading out now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was definitely a huge selling point in, like, the last generation, the Xbox 360.
0: Yeah,
1: got it. Um, and they have a few other big games, like For- uh, Forza, which is, like, a racing-, racing game. Okay. And then the Switch with Nintendo, they probably have the best, like, exclusives, of, of like the of three all the consoles yeah they have Mario for yeah. one like which is a huge title yeah um, and they've made several games off him just this year they've made um, like on the switch they've released Mario Kart uh, Mario Party also they have uh, Zelda which is like one of the like yeah. highest rated games yeah yeah so like that's, like, why people specifically go to consoles for the exclusives. And also just the simp- simplicity of just buying the system and not having to, like, um, do anything else. Totally. Totally. Okay, so now we've listed a few games, a few
0: exclusives within these, within these consoles. And now I want to talk about about you, the person that, that, yeah, just the person that you said was 8 years old and it was the earliest memory of playing games and now you're how old 20 20 years old so it's been 12 years would you say i've been playing games and what would you say is the game on one of these consoles that has like when you look back you're like tank that
1: was the game that i loved the most there's honestly like two okay okay so the first one it was super mario 64 the ds version Okay. Which is which was on a handheld console. Okay, and like that was the second like gaming console I'd ever received mm-hmm. I think it was a hand-me-down, too, but you know they okay. like amazing it's amazing and like it had an amazing story and For like I think I was probably like nine or ten at that point. It was like <laughs> the only thing in life I could concentrate on. Okay. <laughs> it was like the highlight of my life. Okay.
0: So you're in fourth and fifth grade and this thing is like your world. Yeah, it's my world. Okay. <laughs> Everything. Everything nothing okay. <laughs> Nothing beats that. Nothing beats that. And I think a lot of youth in the fourth and fifth grade can honestly feel
1: the same way right now. Yeah.
0: And what was the other one?
1: The other one is Call of Duty.
0: Call of Duty. Okay, Specific. that's a big word. Yeah. You just drop the big word. I hear that a lot. In the gaming industry. So what console is
1: that on that's on all platforms all platforms uh i don't know about the switch right now because the switch is kind of limited in its capability since it's kind of a handheld all right but yeah it's been like on all consoles including like pc and everything got it and call of duty was at what age for you <sighs> um it started in 2011 2011 okay. and then it kind of stopped around 2015 Okay, so from 11 to, like, 16, yeah,
0: you were just, like, hooked.
1: Yeah. Got it. Like, got every game. Every game. Even like... bought, like, past games. And okay. Like... Just zoned in, made a YouTube channel, I heard. Just
0: everything. Yeah. Call of Duty. Okay. Alright, so now, now we're getting somewhere, we're trekking somewhere. I'm understanding a little bit more of this gaming world understanding the different consoles, the different games and exclusives which within these consoles. And I guess I just want to talk about, you're eight years old, like there's a whole world around you that you're in, and there's something about gaming that just hooks you. And if you can just explain to the audience a little bit about what you remember being eight years old and how that game just dug its way into your heart and your mind and your energy and you're like i gotta get back to it because the creators of this game designed it in a way for people to get hooked and it's a good feeling i mean it's great you can like totally latch yourself into this world of electronics and technology and another reality but can you explain to me some of like eight years old jose
1: like how, how did it go down for you Okay, so up to that point, like my only enjoyment, at least like for entertainment purposes, <laughs> was TV, you know, Spongebob, yeah. uh, Disney Channel, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, you know, all those mm-hmm. popular channels. Yeah. So the difference where between TV and video games is where you take actual control of what's happening in the story.
0: Interesting.
1: And there's all, there's like several genres of games, but mm-hmm. that game specifically, Super Mario sixty four, that's um like a linear storyline game. Um, but you do gotta make some decisions like where you go first, mm-hmm. and like you look around different parts of the castle. Yeah, and it's just like you don't have to just watch something, and like let it tell you its story. You decide the story how many times it takes you to beat this level uh, how you beat the level and like how much fun you have you know
0: interesting so it's almost like you give you give a a youth you give a boy or even a girl i'm sure it's more popular amongst boys for some reason but who knows but i'm you you give you give a child that type of control at that age to kind of maneuver and create their own world and that is a lot more entertaining and addictive than watching a TV show is. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: It's like it, it. You can say like, all right, you take, you take what you want from this game, and you make it. And then there's there's like a challenge to some games too. I imagine, right? Yeah. Like and then you you want to beat your level. You want to improve upon where you were, and come back even stronger or whatever, right?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of um. At least in my experience like it really like like raises your dopamine levels like once you beat a certain level interesting and that's what keeps it like being addictive or in call of duty like when you get a certain amount of kills or get a score streak or a kill streak yeah and just beat what you had just done before it just like raises the bar got it got it and then you're you're playing
0: against other competitors
1: oh that's online yeah online so, right. so that adds another factor to it if you want to get on the mic and talk trash to them yeah, um, yeah. It, so. it just shows like oh yeah you're not just like beating robots that the game creator created mm-hmm. you're beating like other people other kids your age or even older around the world got it and you're like oh look I'm this good at this game and it really like makes you feel special So got it
0: got it so you're 20 years old now and you look back on the times that you were most like addicted to this like could you describe a little bit about a little bit of what like the typical day would look like during those times of like hooked on call of Duty.
1: yeah it was i mean i would say it it definitely evolved from like beginning me just like playing and then like worrying about my mom getting home Mm -hmm. and then me having to like turn everything off very quickly to me not really caring, and it just got to, like, a very unhealthy level of me just, uh, coming home from school and then just playing till night, and I didn't think I was playing with friends, at least Call of Duty, Mm. I was just, like, working on my own thing and just, just went at it for hours.
0: Yeah, and I think you're, you're not alone in that, like, a lot of people, I mean, and, and hear us out, guys, like, like, we're talking about gaming, and Nintendo and different games like Call of Duty, but I mean, how many of you do this on YouTube? (laughs) Or how many of you do this on Google Chrome? (laughs) Or Netflix, right? And so gaming is not like a, a separate entity from that. It might have more entertainment and Challenges, but it's what we're talking about is technology and what we're talking about is screen time and that itself is Technology offers a whole nother world that we can just keep pulling and stretching and going more and more into and that's addicting that's really addicting so jose i want to ask you you're you're 20 years old now um you've gone through it from when you were eight years old that's 12 years of understanding gaming and now you have uh, a great understanding of it where you can get to a point where you're like you know what i'm, I'm gonna I'm going to do some sort of interview. I'm going to be in a podcast. I'm going to talk about it, you know? Um, so you want to give a word now to your 12-year-old self about gaming. I mean, do you have any regrets? Are you, like, completely, like, happy with the gaming you did? Is there anything you would have tweaked? What would you say to your 12-year-old self about to go in this journey of Call of Duty and Mario and things like that? Uh, because I feel like that word might be something that other kids 12 years old might need to to hear or, or are you completely cool with it and that's fine too Like, is there anything you would want to change or that you would adjust
1: i feel like due to like my mom's parenting i had a good balance of gaming and going outside i spent mm-hmm. a lot of time with family uh cousins specifically and just being out there and getting on the sun but as I look around more, I see a lot more kids on Fortnite or uh, this new game Apex Legends, mm. and it's becoming like a little too addictive. Yeah. For like my standards, even back then. Wow. Um, I did reach like certain healthy levels where I wouldn't want to come out to the living to the kitchen for dinner, mm. and I just bring food back to my room so wow. I can like, just keep gaming. Yeah. Um. So that I, I do have regrets about because I probably missed, like, valuable time with family. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I would say is, like, try and limit yourself. Try and set restrictions because you may have some regrets. Got it. So you just dropped a
0: bomb of a word called Fortnite. <laughs> and Fortnite just made me think of another word called Minecraft. <laughs> and these are, like, low-key words that are, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm, I'm so elementary when it comes to this world. Tell me real quick what the strategy of Fortnite is and what the strategy of Minecraft is because I feel like these two words are low key like taking over the world 15 and under. What do you mean? When you say strategy, what do you Like the the whole um purpose and mission of these games. Like for instance, if I was saying Angry Birds, I'd say it's to get the ball and like hit over things and
1: advance in levels with these birds. <laughs> Okay, so we'll start with Minecraft since it was out first. Alright. Okay, so I don't have, like, an exact counter of how many hours I have on Minecraft. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's pretty up there with the amount of hours I have on Call of Duty. Okay. Meaning, like, I spent, like, also, like, during winter breaks, just eight hours a day on it. Um, oh. For the whole two weeks. Yes. Yeah, just... Nice little job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and also just... In high school, um, just hours upon hours. Yeah. So, behind Minecraft, the strategy is that you can do whatever you want, like, within the game's boundaries. Like, you can build anything you want. Mm. So, uh, we'll start with, like, vanilla Minecraft, meaning there's no changes to the game. Like, there have been, like, no mods, meaning modifications, where, mm-hmm. like, you import... ...different changes... Uh, ...meaning... ...like different... Uh, ...programmers... ...have... ...added changes to the games... ...to make the game... ...different. Gotcha. And I... ...I did play with those. So that... ...like is a really... ...Vanilla Minecraft is like... ...a really eye-opening experience... ...because you get control... ...of like what you get... To, you, ...what you want to build. So if you want to build... ...like... ...um... ...Batman... ...or... ...Spongebob... ...you can do it. You can like... Build them, and then you look at them, and you look at your work. You can build a house, you can go out there and hunt, Uh, you can make potions and stuff. And I think it's just like the fact that you have so much choice and control over like your life. You kind of like and do things that you can't do in real life. Got it. It's where the addiction comes in Minecraft.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: That was definitely my case.
0: Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's almost like you're. Yeah, like, a,
1: you, you create a reality,
0: and you dive into a world that you want to exist, but instead of in the actual reality that we have, you go into a digital device, and you create it, and it feels just as real as if you were creating it in the other reality. Exactly. And that's addictive. Um, and it's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun, really fun. It's <laughs> fun as shit, man. You're just like, you know, you're, you're building life, you know? Um and then you can stop where you are and leave a little bit and come back and it's still saved and it's there and you keep working. I mean it's like having a, a painting that you're working on, you know? And um okay, so that's that's Minecraft. Right? Yeah. Fortnite I have no idea what that is. Like what's Fortnite?
1: Okay, so Fortnite's a lot of things. So if we're talking specifically genre, it's a battle royale, meaning um there's a hundred people on the map, and the last one to survive wins.
0: Hundred people on a map. Yeah, like and the last one to survive wins. Yeah, last one. That's, that's the game.
1: Yeah, okay. at least if you're playing solo, if you're doing teams, and last four people to survive or whatever. Got it. Last team to survive. So, there were a few other games like um, PUBG and H One Z One that came before that really popularized the genre of battle royale. But I feel like Fortnite's really like the first one that blew up and for one reason specifically hmm. it's free. Ooh, okay. And believe it or not, Fortnite makes a lot of money and it's because they have customizations that you can put on your character, like different skins and you can use different weapons
0: and you pay for that.
1: You pay for that. Got it. A lot of kids are, are getting their parents to pay for that. Got it. Got it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a lot of games where, like, Candy Crush, it's free. But once you start losing and you want to continue playing, then you
1: can pay. Well, no, because that's, like, helping you win. The things you can buy in Fortnite, nothing in the game can help you win. This is just, like, to change how you look or to change, like, what you're using. Like, what type of pickaxe you're using in the game. Okay.
0: So, what I'm, what I'm gathering is is Fortnite is a game... Kind of like Call of Duty, where you want to fight and kill and destroy
1: and you win. Um, it's more like of a survival game, I'd say. Survival, okay. Whereas Call of Duty is like murder. For the most part, yeah. But yeah. you're kind of like with a team. Like half of the, half of the side's on your side and yeah. the other half. Fortnite's more like, okay, everyone lands with nothing. Because in Call of Duty, you start out with a gun. Yes, and, and then in Fortnite, you don't have you don't have anything anything, and you gotta build. You gotta them. look around and gather resources. Gather resources, get uh, cut down trees or cut down rocks. Got it. And then you can like build different um, I guess bases to so, like defend yourself against incoming gunfire. Got it, got it. Okay, it's very, very nice. complicated. Yeah. I mean, to, like, somebody that's just starting out, it's very complicated.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I could see, and I'm trying to understand it in my own mind. Um, but this is what I've gathered so far. And we can start wrapping it up here. There's There's different technological devices that we call consoles. And within these consoles are different games, exclusive games, that these consoles provide. Amongst these names that have been more appealing to you are games like... Um, call of duty and fortnite and what was the first one you said Uh, super mario super mario um and these games have addictive uh tendencies in them because they place you in another reality and enable you to experience things that you could experience in the real world but in a more digital way and they have you coming back to them to improve yourself and to beat your level and to beat others if you interact with others on these platforms. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of what I've gathered so far from this whole uh, this whole show. And I think where I want to turn it towards in, in terms of the, the mission of the podcast is this spiritual, motivational, sort of consciousness type of, of uh, of mission, is, and you kind of answered this question earlier about looking at your twelve year old self. What kind of things would you say? Um, but I'm not against gaming. Like I, I I think it's cool. I did gaming until I was like fifteen. Um, I don't think kids should like just stop at all. But I just I kind of want to get to like, it's going somewhere you get me and there's only more games coming out because technology is improving and there's more and more kids being born every day and into a new generation that are growing up and are finding games just like games you experienced at 12 but games catered to a two-year-old or a three-year-old right and so they're growing up in this world that is not reality it feels a lot like reality and then you have like um artificial reality you know and just and all these like things and and, and so I kind of want to just end with like uh where do you see it going someone who's played games so long and like yeah again like what do you advise uh you know you're 20 years old so you're young enough but like yeah, like, 8 and 9 and 10-year-olds, like, because I know you're not against games either, but what wh- what are we going to do? Because I just feel like it's going to continue to get addictive. All right? So what do you advise, and where do you see it going?
1: All right, so first off, like, I feel like anything could be addictive. Okay. Um. I feel like gaming has, like, uh, a bad rap just because mm-hmm. you know like a lot of people like to blame um school shootings on it yeah to create, i, I create don't feel time. like that's like the reason but that's for another day
0: yeah
1: um so i feel like anything could be addictive drinking that puts you in a different reality or different yeah. drugs puts you in good, a different reality good, yeah um where do i see it going well over like the last nearly a decade that I've been doing it, it's slowly, like, it's rapidly growing in population. Um, If you don't know, like, there's a lot of esports with it. Yeah. Um, A lot of big prize money, millions of dollars. Um, I forget, I was watching this YouTube video, and they were talking about how, like, these gaming competitions get more viewers on live streams than the Super Bowl. Wow. Like, like around the world, like, that's how popular this... This is getting, and I feel like very soon, um, it's going to be taken very seriously, because you hear like a lot of people of older age, like saying, oh, like gaming, like, why don't you, or you're watching people game, or, or why don't you just go do it yourself, or, yeah, yeah. and then like they're watching sports, so, you know. like, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then... What was your second question?
0: Yeah, like... Okay, so that those are all really, really valid points. And and uh, I think I just want to ask, like... Um, where do you see it going? Which you answered. And you kind of answered it in a way that's like... You're for it, you know? And I am too. Like, there's nothing we can do to stop it. It's, it's actually growing. And it's... More people are into it. But... What are the boundaries you think because like anything you said like whether it's drinking or Whether it's you know smoking weed or whether it's like um, Doing paintballing real live paintballing any of these things sports like all that can be addicting in itself and has unhealthy measures when taken Out of a good context, but what are some some proper things we can do to balance this? because I know kids that they don't ever get happy until they're playing games, you know? And that's, like, they feel joy when they're in that game. And, like, outside of that game, it's, like, they're not alive, you know?
1: I feel like too much of anything isn't a good thing. And to answer, like, yeah, everything should be done in moderation. But I feel at the end of the day, like, it's the parent's job to, like, limit how much these kids are playing, Cause I see a lot of parents on like news articles blaming the companies, Mm. and if you're gonna bring life into this world, it's your, uh, Mm. it's it's your responsibility to control, control them. Yeah. At least to like a certain point.
0: Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. All right, yeah. So having parents really step up to their role and saying like, hey, there's a lot of things addictive in this world, and gaming is one of them. What are you doing to help manage that? I mean, maybe it's having parents, like, say, like, hey, once a week, you're not allowed to be on that at all. Or maybe it's after 9 o'clock, like, you can't do it. Sorry. Or I'm not sure. Maybe uh, having them do other activities outside of it to eat up some of
1: that time. Yeah, because I read some stories where, like, parents are actually paying... People to teach their kids to get better at these games yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I feel like it's like even though I'm four even though I'm four I feel like it's becoming a problem because um I feel like if you're not good at the game you're gonna get bullied by your friends yeah and it shouldn't be that way
0: <laughs> yeah 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 so the whole thing can can really like uh spiral out of control yeah uh and and here's the thing guys and i just want to leave us with this is that gaming is growing that's why i brought jose on the show uh he's a gamer uh very much yeah has a great insight into what it is all about um but just kind of wrapping it all up again yeah like gaming is is real it's growing um my just talking with Jose and some of just the little reading that I've done uh, in 10 years, it'll probably be just as important as actual physical live people sports like NBA and MLB and NHL and MLS. Like, yeah, it'll be just as popular. So it's going somewhere um, and it's going to be available to people at a very, very young age. Um, so kind of the, the consciousness part of it is like, what are we doing with our youth and how are we growing them into people that understand and feel joy in both realities, right? Because I think that's the goal to feel joy when you play, but to feel just the same joy when you're with family and friends and walking in the park. Um, that's the goal. And I think every gamer would want that to feel alive in both places um, because you wouldn't want to feel alive in one and dead in another. Uh, I think they're both meant to feel alive and maybe they both can even uh, enhance one another um, if, if used with moderation. So uh, that's our word for today. I hope you enjoyed the show and getting to know Jose and a little bit more of gaming world and uh, yeah, I'll be learning something new. So thanks for being on the show, Jose. It was great having you, man.
1: I appreciate it.
0: For sure, for sure. Awesome. Well, we'll see you guys on the next show. Thanks again for listening to the Justin Aguirre Podcast. We'll see ya.